Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Gotta love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected, and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, Shalloners. Today, we're going to focus just on one topic, how to become an alpha. Because, you know, we talk about this all the time on the channel, but quite so specific. And you guys have had a lot of questions about this lately. And just as a reminder, I get all of these questions that we talk about from the Shalligator Reddit thread. So head on over there. There's like 2,000 members. It's such a wonderful, positive, happy place. And one Shalligator posted this question and got so many responses. And they're all so good and so detailed. So Go ahead and look over that, and I'm going to give you my thoughts. But now let's do our little guided meditation, right? Shake it off. Pretend you're a little lamb or a duck shaking your tail. Just go ahead and give your little rump a wiggle. Relax the shoulders. Ah, relax the jaw. Relax the inside of your ears. Maybe even tug on your earlobes. Doesn't that feel nice? I am such a slut for anyone who, like, touches my head, gives me a head massage, rubs my ears. Like, you could ask me to, like hack into the CIA and be like, okay, joke's on you. I don't know how. Anyway, our mantra for our meditation this week is, no, thank you. It's different than uh, no. That kind of no, when we say it to ourselves or to other people, is a petulant, usually kind of self-destructive no in many cases. We're going to focus on a, hmm, no, thank you. As we go through this podcast, you're going to understand why we're talking about this, but I just want you to sort of get comfortable saying it to yourself. A no thank you means, hmm, I've considered it. I respectfully decline the thing that you're offering me because maybe it actually isn't a good thing for me. Maybe it doesn't serve me. Maybe I want to kind of rein myself in a little bit, protect my boundaries, put up some boundaries. So that's going to be what we're saying. We're saying no thank you to sickness. No thank you to draining people. No thank you to situations that don't serve us. No thank you to bad habits and behaviors. So let's breathe in through the nose. No thank you. Out through the mouth. One more time. Mm, yeah, no. 
All right, now let's get into this question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this question is titled Confident Alpha. How did you do it? She said to all the shower, we're all on the same path of becoming the baddest, alphaest, confidentest version of ourselves, irrespective of whichever career path we happen to be on. So to the ones who have made the leap and exponential change, how did you do it? Give me a whole ass breakdown from books to songs to other resources that you used to become the best and most lovable version of yourself. And I know, I know this, this is a forever journey because we evolve every day and every hour, but how have you reached wherever you have reached now? So I read this question a few days ago. It was on the Instagram fan account quotes by Shallon. Highly recommend you follow her. Nicole is the funniest. Ugh, I just, I just love her. Nicole, I wish we lived closer. We could... We could spread mayhem in real life. But for now, this is what we have. So I read this a few days ago and I was thinking about it so much because I'm like, that's a really good question. You know, I talk all the time about how I used to be such a cold-blooded animal. I was never a beta, but I was definitely like, I have to have a boyfriend. Why doesn't this guy like me? Never mind, I probably don't actually like him. Like a billion hurt lockers, a billion just emotional splinters that I wasn't pulling out. So how did I get here? Well, two things. First of all, I got really, really tired. Completely exhausted. And you know what did that? New York City. When people say it's the hardest city in the world to live in, it's always funny because people who have never been there or lived there, they're like, what does that mean? Oh my God. It, I mean, it. <laughs> how much time do you have? It means that everything is difficult. The little things from how you acquire groceries. You can only buy what you can carry. And even if you have an Uber, you still have to get it from the front part of the store, the door of the store to the curb. And if you leave a bag there, someone's going to take it, even though it's five minutes, two minutes while you're running back and forth. Little things like that to that town will not suffer fools. It doesn't suffer incompetence, laziness, because there are a thousand yous waiting to take whatever job you're burning out at. So people really have to be on their absolute best, like their best emotional game, their best intellectual game, just their best time and energy and money budget game. You cannot slack in any department. And because of that, because I was like firing on all gears, I was like looking at crappy guys and crappy friends and I was doing these instant calculations in my mind about energy expenditure. I'm so tired right now. I had an event before work, then I worked nine hours pumping out a magazine, managing other people, putting out a million different crises, talking to celebrities. I have three events after work, and this dipshit from like Morningside wants to like, oh yeah, maybe we can like get a drink by my apartment. So that's a $50 Uber to where he is to maybe talk to this goober. What? No, no. No. So I got very good at saying no to calculating 
the return on investment. Now, New York is a cutthroat town, you know, and people don't do things just to be nice. Like you always hear that New Yorkers are so rude. We're not rude. We're just busy. And therefore, we don't have time to bullshit. I don't have time to sit and talk to the cashier, right? Oh, how's your day? Well, I'm doing fine. No, honey, that's for a slower pace of life. I got places to go. I got Xanax to take. So if I have a friend who is draining, if I have a hobby I don't even enjoy, if I have somebody who wants to hang out with me, but they live a $50 Uber away, and I'm like, you know what? You never come to me or meet me halfway. No. And I believe, of course, in the power of yes. Everyone likes, oh, the power of yes. I'm saying yes to all of these things. Honey, I believe in the power of no. I believe that no is a complete sentence. I believe that no is truly the most liberating, horizon-expanding, magical thing we can say. Because I know you girls. You girls say yes a lot. Someone needs your help, yes. Someone needs help on this project, yes. Someone wants to give you more work at work, yes, I can do that. We are yes women because we are doers and we are achievers and we are smarty pantses, right? It's time to kind of kind of clip that a little bit. Let's start saying no. No, I, I've already taken on three projects this month. I'm sorry, you're going to have to ask Patricia in accounting to do it. It's always Patricia in accounting. No, I'm too tired to go meet you for drinks. No, you can't come over and have sex with me. It's 11. I've got my face mask and feety pajamas on. You know, you can ask me out on a proper date five days from now when I have the emotional bandwidth and energy to prepare for it. That really made a difference because I became addicted to saying no. I be, and I felt so good because you know what? No was not really part of my vocabulary growing up. I was a very obedient child. I was a straight A student. I was teacher's pet. I was ASB president. I was prom queen. I was a yes woman. Yes, I can do more. Yes, I love everyone. Yes, I'll put up with whatever horse shit you are serving me because I am desperate to have a boyfriend or be popular or be successful or have straight A's, whatever it is. I was desperate to please everyone else and to craft this image of what success looked like. And find, and that continued into New York. I mean, that wasn't that didn't stop the day I landed. I was definitely doing that for probably five years when I was there, running myself absolutely ragged. But then, you know, the, the tipping point started to occur when I was like, you know what? I just, I'm. If someone's going to be mad that I say no, then they're going to be mad. I would rather them be mad than me be even more exhausted. I can't do this. I'm burning out. I can't be held together with skinny vanilla lattes and Adderall anymore. I need some sleep. I need some rest. I need some peaceful people in my life. I need people around me who actually stimulate me, who make me feel happy and excited and curious and alive. And huh, that's not you. And that's not you. And that's not this. And that's not that. And that's not this outfit. And that's not this apartment or neighborhood. I started to craft a life that looked how I wanted it to look. Not just how I wanted it to look, how I wanted it to feel. So the second thing that really turned me into an alpha was my divorce. (laughs) I mean, wow. It broke my life open. It's my wedding week right now. My wedding anniversary is on Saturday. And it's one of those things that I forget about until it's like right on top of me. And man, isn't that grief 
right? We talk about grief kind of like that, like it's a stalker. It's something that's always in the shadows and it's waiting for you when you're, you know, not paying attention or you're sad or you're alone. It just pounces on you. And that really is how this anniversary is for me every year. And it gets better, you know, every year. It's just, it's not so much that I wish I was still married. I know it was the right decision, but I don't think a day goes by that I don't think, wow, I wonder how different my life would be. You know, it's that sliding doors thing. And certainly I think about it more than anything now. Like, where would I be living? Would we have kids? We How many dogs we have? You know, how many adventures would we have had? How many adventures would I have missed though? Would I have my career that I have? Would I have the friends that I know now? And things like that will make you insane. They'll, they'll just, they'll drive you crazy. There's no such thing as what might have been. So don't dwell on those thoughts for long. You just, your, your life will pass you by. And truly, I have to think that God blesses the broken road, that we are always where we're meant to be. But God isn't always going to shine a huge light on why we're meant to be here. We have to do that work. We have to put our yes with the universe's yes. Joel Osteen says this all the time. And I think it's really true. Like, God is giving you a lamp. Hey, I brought you here. I put this person, this opportunity, this city, this whatever in front of you. You got to take like the rest of this journey. You got to meet me halfway and say, yes, I am going to look for why this is here in my, in my lap. I am going to do the work. So how did this turn me into an alpha? Well, everything I was afraid of came true. Absolutely everything. Every horrible logistical thing from having to move and having to buy forks. I, you know, I moved with, with nothing. I moved with like no furniture, not a set of sheets, not a set of cutlery, nothing. So the financial fallout was catastrophic. The emotional fallout was just, I mean, it was... It was unbearable. You know, it was unbearable. But again, God was giving me a yes. I said, you know what? You're here for a reason. Are you going to decide what it is? Are you going to stew in bitterness? Are you going to stew in a victim narrative? Are you going to carry that on forever? We all know people. (coughs) Boys, literally every fucking boy, (coughs) who gets one broken heart and they bitch about it for the rest of their lives, don't they? My ex got engaged. Okay, you broke up with her four years ago. You didn't even like her. Oh, I got cheated on when I was 11. Oh, Jesus Christ. But we know girls who do that too. (laughs) And he broke my heart. Get over it, Kelsey. We are not those people. And I really didn't want to become that person. I was suffering so much. I thought, I just want the suffering to stop as soon as possible. And so I leaned into it. I leaned into the devastation of my life, the wasteland that it had become. And I thought, you know what? Huh. I'm still here. I, I'm still having good times. I mean, they're not 24-7. They're a little fewer and far between. I still have my amazing friends. I still have my career. I still have my family. I still have my precious, precious health. Like, this actually didn't kill me. Yeah, there are some days when I curl up on the couch and I cry for an hour. But I eventually stop crying. And I get back to my life. And I get back to finding the good in it and finding the hope and the good in the future. The audacity of that hope. That things will get better. That I know that they'll get better. So how does this relate to being an alpha? There was nothing left for me to be afraid of. I remember thinking the next person I dated after my husband and I split up, 
you know, he, he said something. He said something like, oh, I don't want to break your heart. And without thinking, I said, there's no heart to break. Like, and I, I meant that in like a positive way, not in like I'm this hideous vampire person. But it's like, you can't, you can't even hurt me the way that hurt me, the way the divorce hurt me. I mean, you can, you can hurt me and I'll be upset because I'm still open to feeling like I love you and therefore you can hurt me. But if you think you, you, guy from Tinder can destroy me, like, do you know who I am? Do you know what I'm made of? I do. I know what I'm made of. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I have had those slings and arrows and the bullets and the brute force attacks from life come against me. And bitch, I am still here. So if you think you are going to knock me over, (laughs) no. Because I realized that that capitulation, that devastation, that getting knocked down and not getting back up again, the victim narrative, the bitterness, it is all a choice. It is 100% a choice. And no one is choosing that for you besides you. Things are going to happen in your life, right? Unfair, disgusting, unjust, painful, ruinous things. And as frustrating as it is, it's up to you how you deal with it. And look, I'm not saying you shouldn't be sad. You shouldn't, you shouldn't ever get knocked out. Of course you should, but you got to pick yourself back up. That's the definition of grit. And grit truly is the foundation of resilience and success. It's, a, it's the foundation of happiness. It's, you know what? This happened. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Even though I have every right not to move on. I have a right to dwell and be bitter. Of course, everyone who's a victim feels justified in that. And you know what? They can probably make a pretty compelling argument. But would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? I chose to be happy. I chose to move on. I chose not to dwell. I actually have a pretty short attention span. I probably have undiagnosed ADD. But this works really well in terms of getting over things. You know, I have this sort of like puppyish, like mercuriality. All right. Well, I felt this one way. And oh, I ate something tasty. I saw a pineapple. That's great. Yay. We're moving on. So when I realized that there was nothing left that people could take from me, that was freedom. Freedom really is just another word for nothing left to lose. And because of that, because I had seen the worst heartbreak I could possibly comprehend, I became an absolute savage. I don't like that about you. You're out. Do you disrespect me once? There's not going to be a second time. Goodbye. Like, I don't need anyone now. I need my friends. You know, I love my friends. I need my family. Boys? (laughs) No. And I know that these answers have been very boy-centric, right? But look, girls, we can't call ourselves an alpha if we're a beta with boys. We can't. And if we're being honest, that's usually probably the weak spot in our lives. Very, very, very few of us have amazing, amazing romantic relationships, but we can't hold on to a friend or we can't hold on to a job. These are all related. And I found that if we can beat the dragon of boy bullshit, everything else falls into place a lot easier because it's the boy stuff that, I mean, that hits our heart, our ego, our intellect. It hits all of it. You know, it covers all those bases. Like our work doesn't hit our heart, right? Our friends don't necessarily hit our ego or our intellect. It's, but the boys, that's just like the perfect storm. So we got to start at the top, tackle that first. And then we're like, wait a minute, I expelled that shitty fuck boy. I'm going to stand up to Hillary in graphic design. I'm not going to deal with her. 
no, I'm not going to let this bitch switch my shifts. No, I'm not even going to stay in this stupid job. I'm going back to school. I'm not going to have this draining friend. I'm not going to engage with my Trumper daddy or my liberal daddy, whoever it might be. I'm not going to do this. It gives us that foundation of bulletproofness. And I really think it's important to point out what this original poster said. She's like, irrespective of whatever career path we're on. And that's so, so true. It's easy for us to think that like alpha means Rihanna. Alpha means famous, rich, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. You can be an alpha waitress. You can be an alpha accountant. You can be an alpha law student. You can be an alpha English major. It doesn't matter. It's a vibe. It's not a circumstance. I will tell you though, girl, money helps. Money helps. I, that, that I would say is like the third, you know, sort of unwritten rule of how I became an alpha. I became rich and I became rich because I buckled down and focused on the career I actually wanted. I was never going to become rich working for somebody else, working for Star Magazine, working for a corporation. There was always going to be someone else in charge of my growth. And who the fuck, what kind of man, what kind of beta male, and trust me, my company is run by beta males, what kind of beta male wants to see an alpha female succeed? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) No, 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 no. So there was always going to be a hand over me. There was always going to be a ceiling. And that is very true for you guys too. Now, I'm not saying you guys have to go out and start your own business. It's very difficult. But you have to be on a path that is super authentic to you. And you have to be making money. You have to be saving your money. You have to be judicious with how you spend it. You have to be paying down that debt. Financial freedom is the only freedom. When we have that, oh my God, truly we have everything. I feel so free because I have my finances in order, you know? And I very very much know what it's like to be in the opposite position. And it's like, no matter what else is going right in your life, if you feel broke, if you're in debt, if you're saddled with like expenditures that you don't want, if you just don't have your spending under control, I was, I never, I made good money, but I never had my spending under control. So it didn't matter how much I make. I was spending myself poor. I had a mindset of poverty. So once I switched that, everything really did fall into place. And I know how stressful it is. You just, you just feel like a servant. You feel like a slave. And, and you are. You're a slave to this <clears throat> nine to five situation. You're a slave to your credit card debt. You're, you're a slave to where your friends want to go for brunch and on a girl's weekend that you can't afford, but you can't stand up for yourself. <gasps> the power of no, right? I would say that. No, I don't want to go there for dinner. It's more than I want to spend. I'll meet you guys after for a drink. Power of no. Slowly, I was taking back my own power. I was getting my life to where I wanted it to be. But it wasn't easy. It wasn't popular. It wasn't always fun. But oh my God, the payoff. I'm just so mad at myself. I didn't realize these things earlier. But you know, it goes back to what I said in the second point. We are on the path we're meant to be on. We have to believe that. We have to believe that. There's no such thing as what might have been. We all know that timing is everything. We've met the right guy at the wrong time. He's a mess. He's on coke. He's still in school. Whatever. Life is like that too. The right blessing at the wrong time isn't a blessing at all. It's kind of a curse. It's a missed opportunity that we dwell on forever. So it's okay. So get tired. Fill your life with things that keep you not playing hard to get, but actually hard to get. And learn to say no and learn to love it. Get addicted to that feeling of your power. Learn to lean in to your failures. 
So everything was taken away from you. That's great. That's great. This isn't going to happen to you again. And even if it does, you know you're going to survive. Look, you've walked down that road. You know you're going to survive. You guys ask me questions all the time. How do I trust again after a broken heart? Bitch, you're still here. That's how. You know that you can survive it. This is a wonderful thing that happened to you. Painful, yes, but most lessons are painful, right? That's okay. And third, save your money, girl. Budget. Get your head right about your finances and embrace that financial freedom. And then the triumvirate of those three things, you are unstoppable. No one can knock you over. No one is going to tell you how to be or how you should live your life or shame you because you're going to look around and be like, you know what? I love it here in my life. So thanks for the suggestion. Oh, I need to get married. You need to Thanks for the suggestion. I actually really like where I am because I'm an alpha. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Chalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage. Stay savage.